Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here. Today I want to talk about supplements that interfere with thyroid medication, specifically levothyroxine medication absorption. And so obviously this is a very important topic because many of you, especially if you are a thyroid patient, um, many of you are taking thyroid medication, but many of you may also be taking supplements. Now one of the main issues that, that thyroid medication suffers from is the fact that it doesn't get absorbed very well in the body. And I've talked about this in other videos as well. So if you, you can skip to those videos if you want a more in-depth look here. But today I specifically want to talk about supplements which interfere with the absorption of levothyroxine. And I have a list here. So we're going to go over some of these main ones. I'm going to talk about them and why they're important. So just so you know, the, the list of supplements that interfere, which block levothyroxine from getting from your GI tract into your body includes this list here. So iron, calcium, cholesteramine, aluminum, cimetidine, sucrophate, iodine, selenium, magnesium, zinc, um, fiber, caffeine, and antacids. So that's a big list, um, but really, really, really important. So I'm going to talk about those, how they how they impact your thyroid medication. We're going to talk about what you can do to minimize that. And if you know anything about thyroid medication, you know that it's, that it's very volatile, um, that just taking it by mouth is not sufficient to get it into your body. It technically makes it into your body when you swallow it, but that's not what you're looking for. You need, to, you need it to get from your intestinal tract through your epithelial wall um, inside of the intestinal tract, absorbed into your body, into your bloodstream, into your liver, and into your cells. That, all of those steps have to happen, and just swallowing it doesn't make those happen. Um, so first of all, let's talk about just one other factor, two things that I think are really important when it comes to taking your medication. Number one is the time of day that you take your medication. All right, it's right up here. That actually impacts how much you can absorb, believe it or not. In fact, many studies show that taking your levothyroxine at night, okay, at night, not in the morning, at night, is superior to taking it into the morning. And the reason for that has to do with the natural way that your intestinal tract moves. You, your intestinal tract tends to be more active first thing in the morning and less active right before you go to bed, okay, because it's the rest and digest phase. So parasympathetic dominant in the evening and usually, um, or I'm sorry, parasympathetic dominant usually in the morning, which means that the GI tract increases. And so if it's moving more quickly, there's going to be less time for it to be absorbed. So if taking it at night increases absorption because your GI tract is slower. And you can read a lot more about that here. Um, if you want, I've written about that in the past. Just wanted to bring it up to you. The number two is taking your medication with food. Um, most of you know not to take your medication with food. And the reason for that is simple. If you take your thyroid medication with food, there's competition between breaking down the food and the thyroid medication being broken down and absorbed into your body. And a lot of studies have shown taking it with food reduces dramatically the amount that you absorb. Now this can be, this can be dealt with simply by um, taking tyrosine, okay, which is another form of thyroid medication, um, which is actually very well absorbed. But I'm not going to. That's that's a topic for another um, another day here. So I'm just wanting you to, to to briefly introduce you to two concepts. Number one, the time of day that you take it, and number two, how you take it, whether it's with food or on an empty stomach. But let's talk a little bit about these supplements and how they impact it. So one of the big ones here, I think, is iron. Now the problem here is that many thyroid patients also have um, issues with low iron. And you know that by checking your ferritin. That's usually the, the most simple way to check for iron deficiency. If you have a low ferritin, um, even if even if your iron is relatively normal, your serum iron, that usually means the storage of iron in your body is very low. And this is a problem because thyroid hormone is reliant upon um, iron stores in order to be active in the body. And so not only that, so iron helps thyroid work, but also 
low thyroid reduces iron absorption. So many thyroid patients are iron deficient, whether they realize it or not. And just checking your serum iron isn't enough to diagnose that. You have to look at your ferritin. But it gets even trickier. If you take iron and thyroid medication at the same time, it binds up and you will not absorb it. So, so this is kind of a complicated mess here. But the point is, if you're taking iron, it must be taken four hours, okay, four hours away from whenever you take your thyroid medication. So generally, I would say if you're taking thyroid in the morning, your, your medication in the morning, take iron at a completely different time. You want to you wanna separate that with as much time as you possibly can. So that's a, that's a big one. Cholesteramine, this is actually a medication, uh, but it's included on this list. And cholesteramine is a binder, okay? And um, it really just binds things up once you take it. And, and it's used often to to help with detoxification and, and things like that and to bind up um, bad things in your in your intestinal tract that might be causing damage to your intestinal tract. But if you take it, it's going to bind up supplements, it's going to bind up your medication, etc. So do not take thyroid medication with cholesteramine. Another one is sucralfate. So this is uh, used often for to heal um, intestinal ulcers because it coats your intestine or it coats your uh, stomach lining and intestinal tract with a protective film and barrier. The problem is it also prevents, you know, that barrier prevents the absorption. So just remember that. Another big one for a lot of you is iodine. So using high doses of iodine, if you're ingesting iodine, can limit and reduce thyroid hormone um, absorption in, in the intestinal tract. Not only that, taking high doses can also block uh, thyroid um, hormone uptake into the, or, or activation at the cellular level. And so you want to just be careful with iodine. It doesn't mean don't take it. It just means be aware of when you take iodine and when you take your thyroid medication. Another big one is caffeine. So you probably know that caffeine is a stimulant. It stimulates your, it stimulates your brain. It kind of helps increase your activity levels and so on. But it's also stimulating your GI tract. So anything that stimulates your GI tract, um, which causes it to move or increase in um, increase the rate at which it moves is going to reduce the time spent of anything inside your intestinal tract, which was usually why people, when they have coffee or they have an energy drink or soda or whatever it is that has caffeine in it, they usually have a bowel movement. And that's that stimulatory effect that's occurring. The problem is if you take your thyroid medication and, you, and then you stimulate your intestinal tract and then it goes through it quickly, there's less time for it to be absorbed into your intestinal tract. So be wary, especially if you're one of those people that wakes up, drinks coffee and takes your thyroid medication. Well, first of all, you're not taking it on an empty stomach. And second of all, you're stimulating your GI tract. So that's not a good idea because you're probably not going to be absorbing a lot of it. Um, the next one is, I don't remember what number we're on, but acid blockers. And now these are a medication, but they're also available over the counter. And tons and tons and tons of people are on these acid blockers. Um, so you probably know these by different names. Um, omeprazole would be one of them. I'm trying to think of all the other protonics. Um, there's a ton of different uh, names. I can't think of a lot of them off the top of my head right now. But there's tons of different acid blockers, all available just you know at your drugstore, just over the counter. And what these do is they reduce the amount of acid that your body produces. Now you you or that your stomach produces. You think that you're taking them because you want to reduce heartburn, and so you do that by reducing the amount of acid. The problem is your body needs acid to break down things. That's exactly what acid does in the in the uh, in the stomach and the intestinal tract. If you don't produce that acid, then your food is not going to be digested as well. You're going to have problems absorbing nutrients. It's going to change the, the bacteria concentration in your GI tract, and it's going to reduce the absorption of your thyroid medication. So you have to put all this into context. In fact, acid blockers were never really intended to be used longer than 14 days in a row. Okay, that's I, that may sound as a shock to you, but that's actually, if you read the back of it, it'll say, it'll say something to that effect, usually 7 to 10 days or 10 to 14 days. Um, but if you take it longer than that, you're seriously impacting your ability to absorb nutrients and to absorb thyroid medication.
Another big one is calcium. You guys know this. Calcium is found in a lot of multivitamins. A lot of postmenopausal women are taking calcium in hopes that it will improve their bone density. So calcium is being used by a lot of people. The problem is calcium is a binder. So things bind to calcium and thyroid medication is no different. So it can bind to and inactivate, even if you do break it down, it can bind to and inactivate the thyroid medication and prevent absorption. Okay, so it's another big one. Just be careful. Calcium like iron are two, probably two of the biggest. And if you're using either of those, you have to separate those supplements from your thyroid medication by a, a large portion of time or a period of time. I would usually say just take them at the opposite ends of the day, you know, one in the morning and one in the evening or, or whatever. Just keep them away. Um, another one, which is probably not one that you're thinking about, again, this is more of a medication, but still important, is estrogen. And estrogen doesn't impact the absorption of thyroid hormone, but it impacts the ability for thyroid function or for thyroid hormone to be utilized by your body. Sorry about that. To be utilized by your body um, because it impacts a thyroid binding globulin. So if you take estrogen, and this could be from birth control or this could be from bioidentical hormones, it increases the amount of thyroid binding globulin that your body produces, which binds up your thyroid hormone and doesn't and doesn't allow your body to be able to use it. So all of these are different ways that supplements and medications and, and over-the-counter medications and so on can interfere with your thyroid medication. And it, it doesn't have to be confusing. So don't let it be confusing if you're reading this, you're like, well, what do I do? Just as a general rule of thumb, um, take your supplements away from your thyroid medication. Okay? Just separate them. Think about it in that way. And if you do that, you're going to get rid of a lot of the issues that you suffer from. It's going to reduce the impact of, you know, uh, of malabsorption due to these things interfering with your thyroid medication. And some of these things you may have to take. Okay, estrogen may be necessary for you for a variety of reasons. You may need to use an acid blocker temporarily. That's fine. If you need caffeine or feel like you need it, um, you know, for, uh, to, to, for work or whatever it is, that's okay. It's, it's okay to use it, but try and cut down the amount that you're using it and then take your thyroid medication probably in the evening as opposed to in the morning. So there's always ways to get around these things. You just have to be cognizant of them and be aware of them. So that's pretty much it for today's um, um, episode here. Leave a, a question or a comment if you have it, um, you know, and, and let me know how you think you're doing with your thyroid medication. If you're having trouble, you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with, and I'll, I'll do my best to answer those questions and to get back to you as soon as I can. Um, otherwise, I'll see you guys in the next one.